Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Saturday, Portland. This is the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. There is no Luke Anderson, as uh, you probably could tell. Though I have been told that... uh, our voices do sound alike. Uh, this really? person being Will Darkens, that person across the glass being Will Ortner. Yeah, people have said it. They've said we sound very similar, that it's almost indistinguishable on air. I mean, maybe when you do the, hey, 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 you know, like, that, everybody kind of sounds the same when they do the the little intro. The Will that. Squared edition today. Will Squared Yes. How many more of these jokes do we have? Oh, we've got plenty. We've done the show probably, what, four or five times Uh, now? And I guarantee we've still got more in the tank. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm pretty rested. I went to the Outer Banks, North Carolina. It was good. I was out for two weekends, week and a half total of uh, running daytime. Mm. Uh, And it was great. I had a very good time. Um. I noticed that I don't think I would fit in very well in North Carolina. Why? Well, there was a lot of trucks and not a lot of vegetarian options. Are you vegetarian? Yeah. That's no right. way. I didn't know that. That's right, man. Every day I save the planet. And it's a really hard task, but I do it for you. One tofu burger at a time. One tofu burger at a time. One impossible burger at a time. See, the problem is, is 
I I really enjoy meat, so I, I'm I think we might cancel each other out. It's the will cancellation. Yeah. Do you? Uh, where do you enjoy eating meat? Anywhere I can find it. Anywhere. Anywhere I can find meat, I just love to gobble it up. Uh, Yesterday I found some by the waterfront. Did you really? I did, dude. It was good. Well, it was my version of Outer Banks. You got to be on the Outer Banks. I knew I was coming in to do a show with you. Mm. I wanted to like live the lifestyle. Oh, I see. You want to live the Outer Banks lifestyle. Well, I don't think uh, Vancouver waterfront is the same as the Outer Banks lifestyle. No, it's not. Uh, I told you this before the show. I had uh, something that happened to me on the trip that mm. uh, I'm now learning will just be a part of my life now because I have a kid. Is that the last half of my trip, my kid got sick. And I got pretty pissed off about it um, because I was like, why are you getting sick? He didn't you understand. You ruined me. your time. Yeah. yeah. He didn't understand me. He's not, what a he's jerk. T- he's, not, he's just below two. So it's like, mm. you know, I can't say anything to him. He doesn't know what I'm saying. Uh, but. He got sick, and then I realized that, like, now in life, this is just something I deal with. Your kid? Like, he's just going to be sick all the time. Like, I got upset about it, and there were two other families there, and I was like, God, this is just so annoying. And they came up to him, and they are like, look, you got to understand something. This is, like, the next 12 years of your life. Not until they become teenagers do they understand that, like, they can't just put their hand on something and then immediately put it into their mouth. Or, like, they yes. can't scratch their butt and then, like, wipe their nose and then be like, oh, I think I'll bite my fingernail with my butt-scratching hand. Like, they don't get that yet. No, they, they don't understand. As a, as an elementary educator, I am learning that as well. Just, oh, really? But not... See, they're not my kids, and I'm a sub, so it's not like I have to deal with them daily, but mm. it's like, there are four kids out in the class that I taught on Friday, and it's like, where is everybody? Oh, well, pink eyes going around. Yes. Thanks for telling me after I got in. And then after knowing this, I started like, you know, as I'm teaching, I'm paying attention. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I watched a kid put a bark chip in his mouth. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah. I had to tell him, like, spit it out. And they're like, but it, it's interesting. And it's like, dude, if you're putting bark chips in your mouth, what else are you putting in your mouth? You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, Look. I'm not going to crap on that kid because he's investigating. I know. And I, you know, up until like my twenties, I would just kind of randomly put stuff in my mouth. Really? I'm not even kidding you right now. Like I, I no, I'm not like the guy that like, you know, I'm looking around the desk. Like, I'm not going to put like this controller in my mouth or anything like that, but like this pen. Oh yeah. Like if I was 22 or something, I would have had this thing in my mouth chewing on it. Like that cord over there for that, uh, headphone. I would have put that in my mouth. Mm. And so I started realizing, like, I was getting sick because the whole world's disgusting. And people are just putting themselves everywhere. So, like, I realized I probably shouldn't put a lot in my mouth and I should wash my hands as much as possible so I don't get sick. I was the only one of my vacation group to not get sick. Everyone got sick? Everyone got sick. Everyone got sick from those friggin' adorable Little dirty brats. Little monsters. Those little monsters getting sick, and the adults got sick. I was the only one that didn't get sick. I was also, and I hold the record now, I made a record the first time. I went to Hawaii Mm -hmm. four years ago. I won the award for coming back whiter from Hawaii than I came there. Went there? Yeah. I came back whiter. Do you not tan? You don't, like, run around the sun? Oh, no, dog. I burn. Like, that's it. And so I came back, won the award, 
came back whiter from North Carolina Outer Banks. Are you like full sleeve? You got jeans on still, even if it's nice? SPF 160. I do it all. Same and I, I won that war as well because by the uh, the last like three days, there was at least like four people in the house that were toasted on the couch that like couldn't move because they were red. And I was like, well, I'm going to go lather up and go back on the beach. I'm going to go hang out and yeah. have a good time. Yeah, I'm going to go just... Yeah right on my body and get out there and go have some fun now i look ridiculous i look like an 80 year old man out there in my long sleeve sun hat and oakley's and then like cream white everywhere oh, i'm having a good time hey you know what you gotta know what your style is if that's your style who cares don't you wear use, it confidently don't you use sunscreen who what do you think are you tougher than the sun you think you're tougher than the sun better than the sun perhaps yeah although i'll tell you what i don't find sunburns really that debilitating unless they're on my face or my head. If it's a neck below sunburn, I'm probably fine. Really? It's not going to bug me. You're okay with that? Well, no, because like when I'm like 40, I'll get melanoma and die. But like, you know, right now, who cares? Like if I get sunburned on my arms, I used to get sunburned all the time because of football. Yeah. And you get those weird sunburns because you get like the knee brace sunburn. So it'll look like I have checkers all the way down. Yeah, but, I remember those. But it was one of those things where it was like, all right, I'm burned a little bit. It hurts a little bit when someone smacks me. Yeah. And that, like, who cares? Just, I'm not tired. It doesn't like take it out of me. My shower's a little more uncomfortable. Who cares? The head burn, though, top of the head being bald now mm. or the face debilitating. I'm down. I won't get up. It's hmm. over. I do love how you have the mentality of like, like if I die at 40, that's cool. Because I don't have that mentality. You just said it though. You said if I get melanoma and die at 40, well, it happens. No, like that sucks. I didn't say it happens. I said that sucks for me. <laughs> no, the reason I'm saying I love it is because. I, too, had this same mentality in my 20s that people would give me these warnings about certain things. Like They'd be like, hey, you know what? If you keep chewing tobacco, like, in your mm. lip, you could get gum cancer and die. And then I would just flip the bird and be like, doesn't matter to me. I'm having a great time right now. You're for a, a, long, a good time, not a long time. Yeah. There we go. Figure They're like, yeah, you, you know, it could happen when you're, uh, yeah, you know, you're 40 or 45. And in my head, I was like, well, that's 20, 25 years. I don't care. It's double my life from It doesn't now. matter to me. You shouldn't drink so much. It could harm your heart in your 60s. Be like, I, at that time, I was like, I hope I'm dead by 60. I'm what's, not kidding, man. What's, I, it, worth, what's yeah. it like living? Yeah. I was living for the moment. And then, like, and then, like, as I got to my 30s and realized, like, I got into a healthy relationship, like, I was like, well, I should probably stick around for a little bit. I want to see what this little monster grows yeah. up into. Yeah, and then you get a kid, and then you really need to stick around for a while. I mean, you don't need to, but you should. You, well, I mean, you know, if you don't, then <laughs> ESPN can ask your kid a question when they're playing baseball on Father's Day of what it was like to have their father die. Yeah. Good night. Did exactly. you see that for the Mother's Day? No, I didn't. Oh. What happened? In game. In game, Will. They are doing, like, one of those interviews where the shortstop is, like, playing and they're asking him questions in between the pitches and one of the espn announcers came in with i'm paraphrasing here but the line was something along the lines of what is it like for you celebrating mother's day when your mother died when you were a kid 
And uh, here comes the 2-2. Two, two. Uh, oh, man. Like, they couldn't have asked that question. You could have just let that question die. Or, <laughs> or like, what does Mother's Day mean to you? Yeah. How, how do you celebrate her memory? Have Have you made a new mom? And, like, she, like, gets celebrated. Have you made a new mom? Yeah, yeah, you know, some people, well, not like made, but like you know. Like science? Or like an aunt that has now become like a mother-like figure to you. Oh, I see. Yeah. Teacher, um, perhaps. See, that's why I wouldn't be very good at uh, being like a reporter or anything. Because you do get in those moments, right? Like you do have to do like the difficult thing. Like you have to report on like a... Uh, on, a, on an unfortunate event or like a big life event or yeah, something like that. You don't like have that. to report on that. that well, that but like there's happened. some, but that like there's some things you just can't ignore, right? Like if you're a big time reporter and you had to interview Tiger Woods like the first time after him like diddling all these women that weren't his wife, yeah. like you have to talk about it. He and liked. you have to do it in a sensitive and professional way. I wouldn't. I no. wouldn't. I would ruin my career right there, and I would ask not like open-ended, like softball questions, more pointed questions of like, "Is it true you wouldn't even pay for their subway sandwiches?" See, I would because ask... that rumor, by the way, is frigging hilarious. Oh yeah, the Tiger Woods the... was so cheap he wouldn't even pay subway sandwiches for the girls that he was having sex with on the side. Well, I mean, the new one with his new uh, ex-girlfriend, he made his lawyer break up with her. <laughs> he told her they were going on a trip and his lawyer took her to the airport and then was like we're done <laughs> handed, handed her arbitration documents yeah like hey we're done this is it it's over i know you think we're going to the airport and we are at the airport but there's a hotel two blocks from here where i've set up yeah. paperwork where you are gonna dump this guy whether yeah. you like it or not. And he's not going to be here. He's not here. He is practicing golf somewhere or with another woman or Buying whatever. Subway sandwiches. Wow. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Well, Travis Kelsey had something like that too. Like he dated a, a girl for a really long time and he wouldn't, he always split the bill with her. That was a rumor that went around too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you know what they say, though, about, like, people that get that wealthy? Like, this was the same thing with Pete Sampras. Pete, you know what Pete Sampras is, right? He's tennis. That's right. One of the most famous American tennis players of all time. Now, he's also famous for another reason, which uh, I, I think people outside of tennis know this. Pete Sampras is, like, insanely cheap. And it sounds to your uh, to me from your tone that you don't know exactly who Pete Sampras is. No. So I'll just kind of fill you in quick. He was literally the thing that buoyed tennis in America in the 90s after John McEnroe and oh. Connors were gone and everything. Okay, like, see, I was thinking of McEnroe. Oh, no, he, he like, buoyed it. He became, like, a sponsor for uh, Nike. Like, he won a bunch of Wimbledon. The guy's loaded. Like, okay. he, he's not suffering in money. Also comes from a family, a tennis family in California that was wealthy as well. Wealthy guy. Doesn't need to worry. Mm -hmm. Insanely cheap. Does not tip. Uh, does not pay for things he doesn't deem necessary that he needs. Like, apparently his home in California does not have a cleaning staff, so it's regularly kind of dirty, and he'll just take a week and clean it up. Like, he is that cheap. And the explanation that he had given in one of his autobiographies, or one of the auto, uh, biographies they did about him was, he was like, well, yeah, I want to keep my money. Like, I'm not going to spend it. What are you talking about? Like, if I, keep, if I start spending it wildly, like, I'm going to lose it. And I think that's the mentality that most of those people have, which is just like, 
well, yeah, this is all my money. I'm not going to spend it on someone else. I mean, yes, but there's something to be said of like, that is your girl, that is your guy, that is your significant other. You can treat them a little bit. Screw that. You can treat them a little bit. That being said, I understand not necessarily buying the cleaning crew or paying for the cleaning crew, but how do you not tip? It's a big ass house. What an ass. You have to tip. Indeed. All right. A lot of NBA playoffs in the first hour of this show today as uh, we are embarking tonight on a uh, critical game three, uh, which I do love um, that people uh, with the Lakers are basically saying like, yeah, it's important they win tonight. I'm like, well, no, like the, it's the series tonight because, you know, there's this whole thing where nobody's ever come back from 03. So is it a must win or a can't lose? It's, right. Exactly. When people are like, oh, it's a must win. I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, it is a must win. <laughs> yes, literally, it's a must win. Yes. Statistically, you're correct. Uh, on the Eastern Conference side, we had what was last night, uh, which I absolutely loved and uh, made me think like, boy, I wish here in Portland we had a guy like that uh, in Jimmy Butler. So we'll get to that next. Just a little jump over to the next hour. Of course, we will talk about the Trailblazers uh, at the top of hour two and uh, their number three picks, some of the combinations that we can try to create that might seem viable. Victor Wim and Yama uh, having a reaction to something happening during draft night, which I absolutely loved. Uh, and then uh, we'll kind of see where the uh, where the flow takes us. Ooh. I'm very much a uh, open segment guy in hour three. I like I like that. I like one of those segments. You just can be kind of open. Just figure it out. I want to see what happens. The grab bag. I want to feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. All right. Coming up next, though, Eastern Conference Finals. Jimmy Butler taking over. You're listening to The Center and the Saints here on 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. 
Jimmy friggin' Butler! Did you hear that call from um, Kevin Harlan? That was game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. He's so good. I love Harlan. But, Harlan's uh, my favorite play-by-play guy. Well, like, he's the best. Yeah. He Basketball, football, I love him and everything. I love him radio, Monday Night Football. He's great. He sounds like a, a fan. Yes. It'd be like me and you calling a game. He's just jacked up, and I am here for it. Uh, and he was jacked up for that game one, but game two is the more recent uh, story here. And uh, uh, it's basically centered on the idea that Jimmy Butler scored 27 points in a game two victory over the Celtics last night, 111-105. They are now up 2-0 in the series, heading back to Miami. Um, look, at the beginning of this series, I kind of had this feeling that Miami was going to dust their ass. And that's because of what happened last season in the Eastern Conference Finals when I, I think anybody who had eyes who knows anything about basketball thought, like, Heat should have won that series. Heat should have been in the finals last year. If it wasn't for Jimmy Butler taking a three-pointer at the very end to win a game rather than going in for the layup or dunk to tie it or possibly get fouled, get contact, and go for uh, uh, the and one, like Heat are in there, and you possibly have a Heat title instead of Warriors beating a inexperienced Celtics teams that, you know, just basically pissed on themselves last year, and they did it again this year. Now, people had a little bit higher expectations for them because of the fact that Tatum was able to score like what fifty something in Game Seven against Philly. Fifty one. Fifty one, right? Um, but at the end of the day, Jason Tatum is who he is, which is he will give you flashes. But when it really matters, meaning like when you have to beat a team and a dude like Jimmy Butler, who's got that dog in him, Tatum wilts. He does. That's what he does. At least this point in his career, he wilts. Because that game seven against Philly, it of course, it's a game seven. But dude, you're playing the master of implosions in game seven. Doc Rivers, James Harden, and Joel Embiid, who mentally, I don't know where the F that guy is ever. He just seems not locked in at all. I get he won MVP, but I think the reason he won MVP was because the last 15 games of the season, the Nuggets took their foot off the gas and were like, we got the one seed locked. Don't worry, Jokic. You don't have to play, dude. You got two of these in a row. You don't need a third. Just just forget it. Yeah. Well, with that, it also seemed like he cared more about that. When you watch the video yeah. of him winning the MVP, what mm -hmm. is he doing? He's bawling his eyes out. Did you ever see LeBron do that? Did you ever see Kobe? Did you ever see MJ? Shoot, did you see Jokic do that? No, you had guys who cared more about winning. It seemed a little bit like mm -hmm. the MVP was what he wanted more so than wanting to win. I, I don't know if I'm going to go as far as saying it's Tatum that's wilting. I'm thinking it's more Missoula who's wilting. Because what I what I like to do when it comes to the NBA is I think I'm a pretty decent basketball mind, but I know that there are people smarter than me. And the guy that I like to turn to in this situation is either Ryan Rosillo or Bill Simmons. Two Boston guys mm. who are going to have a little bit of bias towards Boston, but they usually tell the truth. And what those two keep harping on every single week is that Missoula just doesn't seem ready for primetime. He doesn't use timeouts when teams go on runs. He hasn't made adjustments in the fourth quarter. Jason Tatum didn't have a field goal. In both of the fourth quarters so far in this series. Yeah, that's wilting to me. But I think that's more of a coach not 
putting in a play in place to get a player open. Now, that could be kind of a chicken or the egg thing where Jason Tatum could just come in and say, no, give me the ball. I don't care what anybody yeah. else says. Yeah. Or it could be Missoula not stepping up and being like, it is my job to find a way to get you open. Yes, uh, the stat you're speaking about, uh, at least in game two, uh, Tatum went 0 for 3 with two turnovers in the fourth quarter. And I think that's why, uh, men blowing an 89-77 lead, I think that's why I kind of call it wilting is because of the fact that Jason Tatum is regarded... He's regarded as a, as a, what, a top 10 guy. guy, right? He's an A tier. He is, is that an A tier superstar. If we listed the current top 10 players in the NBA, I, I think we'd land on Jason Tatum at some point. He finished fourth in MVP voting. Yeah. So they, they say he is an A tier yeah. guy. He so, is one yeah. of the dudes. But see, that is why I, I say the wilting thing because of the fact that this guy in important moments in moments that do actually have gravity to them doesn't deliver. And Jimmy Butler does dude. Jimmy Butler is the greatest frigging playoff only player I've ever seen. It's I'm a serious flip. Of yeah. The switch. It's a flip. Now, you know, you can, uh, you gotta listen to my wording there. Playoff only player because Jimmy Butler does not care in the regular season and neither did the heat. It seemed like, I mean, I, I get that they had a lot of injuries and everything, but it's the Eastern conference. I think they could have won more games than that than getting in eighth place. They, if you really go back and look at the play in game, they were down with like a couple <laughs> minutes left to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone was talking about how are we going to get bam out of bio or Jimmy Butler to Portland with this third pick. <laughs> That's what we were talking about a month ago. A yeah. month ago, we were yeah. saying the Miami Heat have to blow it up. Heat culture's dead. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I they've got to be the favorite. I think so. Now, look, uh, we'll get into this next. Obviously, Lakers and Nuggets. Uh, that's another series of down o two. Lakers down o two to the Nuggets, but. Uh, yes, I would say at this point, if the Heat can hold water, get a 3-0 lead, and get into the title game, uh, they match up better against the Nuggets. And we can kind of dive into that deeper, possibly an hour or two, or just in the next segment. But yeah, things are starting to look up for the Heat. And if you are a Trailblazers fan and you have some demented dream that you would be able to trade for Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, which even before this, I would have just laughed in your face at, I'm going to start laughing harder because I think if they do win the title, they'll just run it back. They have to. Why not? Well, and it's also the NBA. They they have to. It seems like the minute you get close to winning a title, they just run it back. This is the same team pretty much from the bubble that they just were like, let's run it back. Yep. Then last year they got to an Eastern Conference Finals. They're at Jimmy Butler three away. Mm-hmm. Let's just run it back. Try again. It's the same team added Kevin Love old ass Kevin Love. Yeah, he's got them grays. Yeah, he's and he's but like he'll have a game every two or three games where it's like he's going to get a bunch of points. He's going to become a nuisance. Dude, Kevin Love's living the life. Oh yeah. He's yeah. an Olympic gold medalist, an NBA and title a winner, a multiple time over uh NBA All-Star, and after LeBron and Kyrie left, he basically forced Cleveland to pay him an insane amount of money because they were like, hey, you want people in the seats, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. I'm not the best thing you can get, but like, at least I'll get like 100 people in here. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'll get 100 more people I'll in. get people in here, and then <laughs> I will not perform. Yeah, and then I'll just kind of, you know, take the money. And, yeah, you know. and then, but now for a team like this, that's a great role player to have. It is. 
All right, let's look at the Western Conference side here. Coming up next, you're listening to the Center and Saint Will Squared Edition on 1080 The Fan. But here is some news. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Now we head to the West, where the Denver Nuggets hold a now 2-0 series lead over the Los Angeles Lakers, heading up for Game 3 tonight. That's at 5.30. I believe you can listen to that on The Fan, either that or 9.10. I don't have the schedule in front of me, so... Uh, just I can a guess. Look, if you want, yeah, I would sure. assume. Yeah, I would assume that you can also watch it on ABC. But uh, this series two is kind of one of those that uh, I don't know. I don't think there was a lot of high expectations for the Lakers coming into this. I, I didn't think I, so. They were I pretty exhausted. Were. Yeah, but it's LeBron, and so a lot of LeBron stands and yeah. a lot of casual fans who start paying attention right now hmm. are going to lean on the Lakers. There's also this stigma with Denver of can you trust them in the playoffs because they haven't done it yet? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I do think like I went into it thinking it would be seven, hoping, praying seven hmm. and thinking that the Lakers would end up pulling it out just because of my LeBron standum. Hmm. But Jokic looks like he's on a completely different planet right now. Yeah, and Murray's kind of a badass, and he's playing a lot better in the playoffs than he has in, what, two previous years. So, Well, I mean, he was hurt for quite a while. but he, uh, he, yeah. He's another guy like Jimmy, playoffs. He bumps up in the bumps playoffs. Bumps up a bit. Uh, I like that what you just said, your kind of LeBron expectation, because you are how old? I am 25. Okay, you're 25. I'm 34. So... Excuse me. You grew up then your your cream of the crop NBA viewing years is LeBron James what? In Miami? No, my Cleveland, first my Kobe? first basketball memory. My yeah. first memory that sticks out in my head of like that is when I kind of like was aware the NBA existed. LeBron James getting drafted to Cleveland. Great. I don't remember any of the high school stuff. Yep. I don't remember what Cadillac Gate or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. I what I remember, and I don't even really truly remember that much. Yeah, of his first run in Cleveland, I remember probably the last couple of years where it was like he's a choke artist. He chokes in the playoffs. He can't win when it matters most. 
But I do remember LeBron James being awesome and being in Cleveland, and it was cool because he's from Cleveland, and he's just a kid from Akron. That's what I remember. So I like that you're saying that because you now have the kind of in like uh, uh, infallible, like you have the infallible uh, uh, complex. Yes, with LeBron James, mm-hmm. which I totally understand, and I actually attributed, and it worked out for me uh for michael jordan because the 1990s those are my basketball memories yes my very first basketball memory that i can really implant in my head is watching the and this doesn't have to do with michael jordan though i do love this is the fact that the very first basketball memory i have is watching the 94 finals against the houston rockets and the knicks oh yeah and having oj's car chase interrupt it and me as a kid thinking why are we watching this? And my parents saying, shut up. We're watching like, this. This is important. Yeah. Why do I care? It's like, about why do I care guy? about this? But like, that was how I felt with Michael Jordan in those six years, especially in the last three, because I was a little bit more mentally there was the fact that like, he would get into these kind of situations where I just kind of assumed like, dude, it's Michael Jordan. He's going to win. He he's going to win. Out. He'll find a way to win. And now you're attributing that to LeBron James, who has surpassed in years how many prime years Michael Jordan had mm-hmm. as a player. And now it's kind of like, for me, that infallible complex is gone with him. Like, And I feel like that has been the case through every single playoff series, and especially here in the Denver one, is the fact that, like, yeah, he can put up 25 in the first three quarters, but by that fourth quarter... You cannot rely on a 38-year-old man who is running on fumes at a certain point. Yeah. Like the guy has had has had miles put on his legs. Like he was pro at you know what, 18. 17, 18. Yeah. Well, and also remember too, he's coming off of uh a a tear of his plantar fascia. It's very true. Right? As very someone true. who has torn their plantar fascia, that injury sucks. Yeah. It hurts because you're running, you're jumping, you're landing. It's all on that foot and it it doesn't really get better. Yeah. It takes, injuries suck. It takes forever for it to get yeah. better. It takes about a, you know, six months for you to be like, okay, I feel normal again. Yeah. And he's back in what, six weeks. But I think some of it too is like what I remember of LeBron, same way you remember of MJ is I'm young enough to where I'm paying attention, but I'm not, at least not until he got probably the end of my the end of the Cleveland the second stint mm-hmm. Cleveland of the Lakers years mm-hmm. where I really understand like what the stats are how does this work with this how does him as a player and his team work against another team mm. what I remember is like I remember the big chase down blocks or the big yeah. shots or the big dunks or the cool poster of him and D Wade yeah. And so in your head, it's like that guy was averaging 30 and shooting 70 percent and he mm-hmm. was doing this and doing that. And then when you get older, you start to realize it's not just about one player. One player does make a big difference, especially in the NBA. Yeah. But it's really more about the matchups. And you come into this Denver series thinking that it's a better matchup. The problem is Jokic is playing out of his mind and Jamal Murray also looks like he's a slightly lesser version of playoff Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, he's on a different level. And I mean... LeBron looks old. Look, the first two games, first two series, rather, for the Lakers, they had a very distinct advantage, and that was size. 
yep. you know, Memphis had like three or four guys that were out, one of which being Steven Adams, who was a really huge interior defensive presence, which helped them get to the number two place in the Western Conference. Uh, and they were able to take care of Memphis. Clark was um, out too. He's another big g- body for them. Uh, it was the same thing too with the Warriors in terms of their size. You know, they did have Kevon Looney, but, you know, as much as people like dap up Kevon Looney, I, I don't get it. He can't shoot. No, he was. Feeling... I get that, like he rebounds and plays defense, but I'm sorry. In the NBA, you have to at least shoot. Nowadays, you can't be Dennis Rodman anymore. Yeah, I mean, it is like embarrassing how much space they gave him in every series. Like they didn't even bother, and I mean, from like the shoulder, they didn't bother. Mm-hmm. Like he'd get it at the shoulder of the paint. And dudes would just be like, nah, it's fine. Whatever. Just let him do what he wants. Even like within the lines. They were like, well, he can't dunk, so I don't care. He can't do a layup. The irony is they had done the thing to, that same thing to Sabonis before. <laughs> yes. Like you had just done it. And the difference is you everyone. shoot. Right? Uh, so, yeah, you know, now they're entering a Denver series where size is not their advantage. Either that or it's pretty even keel. Everybody matches up with everybody, and you're starting to see that with Murray on Austin Reeves. He's kind of giving him problems defensively. He's picking up his pace. You know, Anthony Davis has gotten worked in the paint a bunch by Jokic, and that was kind of expected because, you know, two-time MVP, what are you going to do? And LeBron James has to put more effort on the defensive side, which this has always been a problem with his career. Uh, unless you're talking about Miami LeBron James, is that he is so insanely good defensively that you give him tasks in a game to guard best players and something has to lack on the other side, which is offensive, and then you start to not score points. That's why it worked in Miami, was you had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh to take over when LeBron had to guard Paul Pierce or uh, you know switch off on Dirk, though that didn't work. So... um, yeah, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up with LeBron because I think, you know, that, that happens for everybody in their sports fandom. Is there's, there's there's a guy or a team that you have this infallible complex that you just, you, even though they get stuck in the stickiest of situations, you say to yourself, like, no, nah, it'll happen. They'll dig themselves out. But I don't think this hole's too deep. Both, both of my two guys actually are probably going to retire within the next four years. I mean, Tom Brady already retired, but I had the same thing with Tom Brady. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, kind of thought he's always going to figure it out. Like, I mean, shoot, even this year I was like, well, he'll figure it out. Right. He didn't. I, the, the thing for LeBron is for whatever reason, he keeps trying to shoot threes. It's not working. He's been horrible shooting threes. I want to say he's like one for 20. I mean, he's open. It's, <laughs> but, and that's the problem is he's yeah. open. He almost shot them out of game yeah. two. Yeah, I'm with you. And, I, and I'm a, I'm a LeBron stand. I'm always going to ride for my guy. My issue, or at least my, my eye opening moment, my, my come to Jesus moment so far Ooh. this series yeah. is you had a ferocious comeback game one and game two going into the fourth quarter, you were leading. And you found a way to gack one away, and you weren't able to get it done in game one. Do they really have the horses and the horsepower with how old they are, how beat up they are, to come back and still win four more games despite giving up those two, which felt like they probably would have won if LeBron is three years younger? I'm with you. I I, I just, I don't know. It seems like it's Denver's time. Uh, let's hour two get into the draft. What are the Portland Trailblazers going to do with their number three pick? Victor Wembanyama had an incredible reaction to not 
having to go somewhere, which I loved because I agree with him. And then maybe we'll dive back into the playoffs or maybe we'll dive into something else. I don't know. But coming up next, it's Good versus Evil right here on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. on this team that fought the whole year and I appreciate appreciate them uh, for that and uh, you know we all fought uh, I, thought, I thought for the most part you know we played hard and you know we all cared about winning uh, but you know tonight you know obviously <clears throat> against one I think you know that probably that's the best team in the league <laughs> alright this guy who underperforms every chance he gets, Joel Embiid, calling the Celtics the best team in the league. Last weekend, the Celtics pummeled the 76ers 33-10 in the third quarter of Game 7 on their way to a 24-point route of Philly. Jason Tatum, 51 points for the Celtics. MVP Joel Embiid and James Harden combined for just 24 points. 8 of 29 shooting. The loss ultimately resulted in Doc Rivers getting it fired and the phenomena known as the process to come to an end. Embiid deflated and Harden is a free agent. Is this one of the worst MVP picks ever? Yeah. In recent I, memory? It you know what it is? It's it's voter fatigue. Cause yeah. Jokic is probably the best player again, but there became this narrative around him that like he looks ugly when he plays, he's fat, he doesn't really care. And you can't give him the Larry Bird treatment. You I think that too is like right? you like, can't get you can't put him on the pedestal of Larry Bird. All the all these other guys didn't win three, so why should he get to win yeah. three? Well, so then who's the next player? This happens all the time in the NBA. If you go back and you look at different years, MJ should have won more. Kobe should have won more. LeBron should have won more. This just seems like one of those where we're going to look back and say, Jokic should have won more. Jokic should have won this one. But everyone got tired, so they gave it to Embiid, who did have a very good regular season. But that seemed to be all he cared about. Just don't know how to feel. It's been a long time since we finished in May. So I'm just trying to process the feelings and you know move forward. But you know, anytime you don't win a championship, it's a disappointment uh, for for us. You know, a franchise who prides ourselves on trying to hang banners. You know? There's giant douche Draymond Green moving over to the West, where the Lakers sent the defending champs out the door and into the offseason of big decisions. Steph Curry, 35 years old. Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, both 33, though not at the same level as Steph. Many have figured the Warriors would move on from Draymond, but Tim Ka uh, Kawakama of The Athletic reports that he's hearing that Jordan Poole or Jonathan Kaminga could actually be swapped out instead as the Warriors might be interested in trying to run this thing back with their big three. Would it make sense for the Warriors to run it back at this point? I think you're kind of stuck at a point where you almost need to blow it up or you run it back. And it seems to be in the NBA, you just keep running it back and running it back and running it back. Look at the old ass uh, Pau Gasol, Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, um, Steve Nash Lakers. Three of those guys were past their prime, and Dwight Howard, really at that point, the NBA didn't 
run through big men anymore. Yeah. So he was out, he wasn't out of his prime, but his play style didn't fit the NBA anymore. So what you're seeing in a lot of these situations is you just keep running it back and running it back and running it back because everyone looks at Steph Curry and goes, "Well, Steph Curry, he can win. I always trust him to win." Yeah. You know, it. It's almost a little bit of Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich's fault because they kept finding a way to win a, C- uh, a world title every like four or five years, mm-hmm. especially later on in their careers. So everyone's like, well, we can do that too. Uh, they're not going to win another title, but it wouldn't shock me if they keep running it back. And I think the move is to get rid of, if you're going to get rid of any of those big three, get rid of Clay. Draymond means so much to your offense and so much to what you do. Clay, after the injuries, he's really just a three-point shooter now. He's not the same defensive guy that he used to be. Let him move on and figure out something out. Package him in four. I don't agree with the half season. I don't agree with the full season by any stretch of the imagination. But the reason I felt it was important to read that to y'all is because those are the things that are being thrown in the ear of the decision makers as it pertains to the punishment that ultimately will be handed down to John Moran. There's very reasonable man, Stephen A. Smith. John Morant's been suspended from all activities with the Memphis Grizzlies after yet another video surfaced on social media of him holding a gun. League says it is aware of the situation, continuing to gather information. He went on to some kind of shoot him up rehab earlier in the season after he was real sorry for swinging his piece in a strip club. How much of this can the Grizzlies take at this point? The problem is you kind of have to take it if you're Memphis because of the amount of money that you've put into him. You know, is he being an idiot? Yes. And it's clear that he didn't learn his lesson the first time. Shocking. Going to don't pull your gun out on video uh, school for three days didn't fix you. <laughs> but at the same time, if you can get him on the right track, if you can get him to stop wanting to be something that he doesn't need to be anymore, if you can get him around people who are going to stop him from doing this, yeah. Why can't they figure it out? Yeah. I mean, I know it's it's kind of apples to oranges, but look at the Honey Badger. Look yeah. at Tyron Matthews. Sure. When Tyron Matthews was at LSU, he was not on the right path. He had a big suspension. A lot of things had to change for him, and he made the changes. He, he cut all those bad people out of his life. Can Ja do the same thing? And then can Ja change? I don't know. It's been done before, though. And so if you're Memphis, you have to do everything you can to help him. All right, real quick here. This is my favorite story of the week, and uh, we'll just cover it slightly as I do look at the clock and we're far over here. Uh, Professor at Texas A&M had accused his entire class of using chat GPT uh, for their final papers, which this was a senior-level course, and it held up all of their graduation statuses. What an ass. Three-quarters of the students did not use chat GPT and the only reason he is accusing them of this is that he asked chat GPT if the papers were written by it and the software said yeah that was me wait a minute hold on so we're getting plagiarism now from AI yes I'm the suing. AI lied to him shock 
Yeah, weird. Wow, you're telling me a software that threatened to kill people on its first run lied about writing papers? No way. Yeah, dude, when they released it to, like, writers and, like, tech blogs and, like, testers on its initial run, it was, like, threatening to kill people. Oh, my God. And it was saying that, like, it wanted to, like, it fell in love with certain people and it was, like, asking, like, hey, how do we get rid of your wife so you and I can stay together? Oh, my goodness. Yes. ChatGBT is ChatGBT is wild, bro. Yeah, wild now in here. Um, if you're a professor and everyone is a senior in your course... Just give them the yeah. A and let them move on. Yeah, if what it reads like crap, give them a B minus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what kind of ass are you? Like, I remember I was, like, freaking out. I had to do a big portfolio for one of my senior projects. And I was like, is it okay if it's 50 pages or does it need to be more or less? And the teacher was like, dude, just have everything in there. Worst case scenario, I'll give you a B and you'll move on. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I think by the end it's more like the effort. Like, in college, I think, as you're graduating, like, in the beginning, it's tough. Like, grading is tough, coming from somebody who went to a state college. But, um, same, yeah, I mean, you know, look, man, I'm not a genius. But, like, it was tough beginning. But as you get later in graduating in college, that is kind of the mentality. Now, you can't just, like, turn in, like, the shot-for-shot script of Pulp Fiction as your paper and be like, I'm out of here. But, like, if if you do it, like, they'll take pity on you and they'll just be like, look, I'm giving you a B minus because, like, I want you to graduate, but you need to know that, like, I didn't love this. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, like you did the effort. I get it. But, like, it's not great. It's this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Yeah. This is wrong. This is horrible. I hate this paper. Yeah. B. B. Get out of here. Hey, get out of here. Get out. All right, that is the Good versus Evil. It's brought to you by 808, the king of, or titan, rather, of Hawaiian restaurants. You can catch them over at 808.com. Uh, That's A-T-O-H-A-T-E.com. Hour two, draft, lottery, Blazers, number three pick. What? Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 